0: Thank you. Nine years ago, the Arab Spring erupted in Tunisia and then spread across much of the region. Now, nearly a decade on, many people in Tunisia are still waiting to see concrete socioeconomic developments as a new government is still in the making following October's elections. Alessandra Bajek has this report from Tunis.
1: Sitting on a cafe terrace in northern suburb of Tunis is Labid, a young data science engineer. Back in 2011, he was actively involved in the uprising and full of hope. Right now, he's very disappointed and he's planning to leave his country. Nine years have gone by since the revolution toppled longtime dictator Zine al Abdin Ben Ali. Today, mixed feelings of hope and disappointment abound among Tunisians, who are still waiting for real change. and Ben Amar, a member of the civil society, was running in central Tunis on the day of the revolution's anniversary. We're still optimistic, nine years on. We've had some damage done by politicians. Opportunism and careerism have harmed the revolution. These are obstacles to any revolution. But we are, and will always be, optimistic. While the revolution brought some freedoms, it hasn't made any improvement to people's lives. Successive governments have failed to redress the social and economic situation of the average citizen. Abdel Jalil Bedoui, a founding member of the Tunisian Forum for Economic and Social Rights, has assessed the country's situation today.
2: The predominant sentiment is that of an unfinished state on a political level and failure on an economic one. The greatest worry is the political instability in the face of a political landscape that is far from reassuring, with different forces making a really bizarre mosaic. This has not helped create an environment stimulating the economy.
1: He holds the political actors responsible for the current crisis. Bedouin estimates the investment ratio currently stands at nearly 20%, rather than 24 in 2010. He puts the growth rate at 1.1%, even though Tunisia saw an increase in agriculture and tourism last year. Added to that is a general discontent with the poor state of the economy, coupled by an annual inflation worth nearly 10%. All factors that have badly affected the lives of Tunisian citizens. This all creates socio-economic
2: deterioration that we find not only in the macroeconomic figures but also in the citizens' everyday life in terms of erosion of the purchasing power and degraded public services.
1: Working in a mobile phone shop in Tunis, Ruya helps her husband running the business. She hasn't found any work since she graduated in 2005 in financial management. Roueya is not very optimistic about the Tunisia of today.
3: (laughs) It's worse. We got nothing out of the revolution, neither in terms of jobs nor in our living conditions. I did my studies, but I haven't found any work. It's regrettable. Everyone in Tunisia wants to leave. I also want to leave someday. Politicians here are only interested in themselves, not in the Tunisian people. Previous governments did nothing for the country, now we're waiting for a new cabinet to come. We always keep hopeful, but then nothing happens.
1: By February the 20th, Tunisia should have a new government in place. Before it is official, the Parliament will have to approve it. But how committed and how capable the new leadership will be in tackling the long-standing socio-economic problems remains the questions for today's Tunisians. Alessandra Bajek for RFI in Tunis.